Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We are live from the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Stop by and see us. Prices so low, Gordon, it'll blow your mind. Boom. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. It's always nice when we have a chance to come out to the warehouse and uh, see our Utah County listeners in search of a, a good bargain. Yeah, I was just here on Friday. Yeah, we like coming out here. We're yeah. coming out here a lot. Well, of course, uh, it's all part of their grand opening, their brand new Orem store. And we've been coming down here a lot because, frankly, uh, the folks down here need to hear about this store in their neighborhood because it's perfect for this location. This is one of those places that if people, once people know it's here, they're going to flock to it, you know, because, the, the, the I mean, Tom gets such good deals, and I'm saying that not because anybody's paid me to say it. I'm saying it because I'm a customer here, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that comes just by experience. Yeah, they've they've helped out, uh, and not to talk about your family, but you've had a, a student down this direction in mm-hmm. your family, and, you know, just a place to start. If you've got a student going to UVU or BYU, and you're furnishing an apartment or a dorm or what have you, and not coming to the warehouse first... Uh, well, you're doing it wrong. So oh, that's like a good deal. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. A good what? Good deal. Oh, good deal. What did I say? Steal? I thought you said theater for some reason. Theater. A good theater. <laughs> like, what that's kind of Austin's dorm are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It oh, is. we got to go up and see Austin's play. A lot of people are going to see him, and I, uh, we've got to do it as well. I, yeah, I heard he got booed on, on stage uh, the other day by his listeners, of course, because it was a bit, because, you know, you've got to pry that money to be donated out of Tony Parks's, you know, cold dead fingers. <laughs> Austin had to get booed to get a uh, hundred bucks. Yeah, and he cost. said he'd do a hundred per boo, and, uh, and then he said, "No, I never said that." How many boos? Like a hundred pennies for every boo? Is that? <laughs> I mean, I may or may not be exaggerating and adding things, but hey, it's for charity. How how like heavily did you get booed, Austin? I didn't Actually, see the video. Quite quite heavily. It, it was enough to where uh, the other people in my cast. Recognized, realized what was going on, and were kind of like, "Ooh, why is why are they booing him?" And I forgot to give all of them the heads up that that may be happening, and <laughs> they, they weren't they weren't like too it. happy. <laughs> okay, how about this? How about offering up a certain amount of money for every tomato that's thrown at your head? Why would Austin what? do that? Well, for, for so, are you so, saying Tony? How about uh, how about you, Gordo? So, so how about fifty dollars per tomato? 
Yeah, but it, I, we get the concept, but why would Austin put up money to get tomatoes thrown at him, is what we're saying. <laughs> for, for the good of the, of the cause. Well, why don't you put up the money for tomatoes to get thrown at Austin? You see what I mean? Yeah, but how did I get involved? <laughs> it was your idea. <laughs> Hey, man, we're brainstorming here. Wow. Yeah, we are. We are. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully everything's going uh, well, Austin, because it's a, it's a great cause, and I'm sure it's a fun show. And I'm sure you enjoyed your after-show time explaining to everybody else in the cast. What well, was going on? <laughs> you just got booed. It was awkward. It wasn't yeah. the mustache, everybody. No, it was, it was for a good cause. It wasn't the bad acting. What were – hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, now we got to understand. We got to make sure our listeners know the nights that you will be actually on the stage, Austin. No, no offense towards uh, the other cast, but uh, I want our listeners to come when you're up there, and they want to see you. So let's. Can we make those dates clear? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's Saturday night, seven thirty. Monday night, seven thirty, and the following Saturday night, seven thirty. So the twenty second, twenty fourth, twenty ninth, seven thirty. Get your tickets at hopeboxtheaterre.com. And as you mentioned, it goes uh, all the proceeds go to Margot, a woman in Kaysville battling uh, breast cancer. So come on out, enjoy Great your cost. time, and uh, do some good. And right. so, it's so a wait. Uh, what's a week from Saturday? The twenty ninth. That is the twenty ninth. Yep. And that that and that was that your last show. Yeah, and that's cl- closing night. Is uh, actually they'll bring Margot up on stage and award her with the the, the gifts, and it'll be a really nice night. So if you are, are choosing between the three, I would recommend closing night. All right. So so they can throw tomatoes at you. No. And then pay pay tribute and honor. Uh, see the the good cause. See the thing with the the boo is there's no mess for all of us volunteering our time uh, for a good cause to have to clean up. Whereas with tomatoes, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, nobody's throwing tomatoes. What is, how about, how about this? Austin brings a catcher's mitt on stage, and then he can catch the tomatoes. How about yeah, that works bring, with the show. How about he brings you on stage <laughs> for like a human shield kind of thing? <laughs> As I said, I would prefer. See, it's not about me. No. No, no. No, it never is. I, I, don't, I don't want any attention brought to me. It's about I'm Austin. Gordon Monsey. All right, we have a lot to do on the do show. Wanna, do you want to do something today? What are you going to go? When yeah, are we I'm, going? Uh, that, that sounds good. We yeah. need to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we've got Sam Amick at the top of the four o'clock hour. So make sure and stay tuned for that. Uh, David Locke, sometime uh, in the five o'clock hour. We're hoping at the top of the five o'clock hour. However, um, uh, he David's a very busy guy, and he might be five thirty. Am I getting the the just right there, Austin? That's right. All right. So uh, David is going to join us sometime in the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. A lot of jazz basketball on tap. Gordon has a column fresh out at sltrib.com and uh, many other shenanigans, as expected, from the warehouse. Speaking of booing, am I going to have to boo David Ortiz? Uh, Sure, sure. We can get into that story. I mean, I don't understand the mentality. I don't understand that when someone is breaking the rules, if someone is courageous enough to come forward with it uh, to the benefit of the greater good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why anybody would have a major problem with that the way uh, Ortiz does. Uh, it's just calling, calling uh, the pitcher, what was his name, Fires? What's his name? What's his name again, Austin? Yeah, Mike Fires. Fires, yeah. 
who, uh, who quote-unquote, snitched. Come on. Um, it's, I am so glad this came to light. Well, you know, there's, there's a reason you were on the safety patrol as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, selling out your peers <laughs> Look, is, it's is one something thing. you've been doing for a while. Now, I, I, mean, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do that if it involved one of my friends and him personally. But when it's affecting the integrity of the entire game, I got a problem with that. So no snitching on your friends. And, so uh, you're well, actually and, a snitch without integrity. <laughs> I meant like if it was a, a one-on-one situation of some sort. Uh, but uh, And one of my friends, one of my best friends, he was a baseball pitcher. In fact, his nickname was Hurler. It's a terrible nickname. It's a great nickname. I still call him Hurler. <laughs> and he wouldn't cheat. Come on now. Anyway. Wait, you're saying you had a friend who played baseball who wouldn't cheat? What? <laughs> What? 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 What's that an argument for? I just don't like when people who are courageous enough to step forward get called snitches. And well, I, like I don't think wrong it was them. very courageous, according to David Ortiz. He wouldn't use that word. Do you agree with him? Uh, well, um, no, I don't. In a sense that this is like I. I'm viewing this in a, through a lens of this is unlawful business practice kind of thing because there is a lot of money at stake yeah. in, in these types of situations. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars in, in World Series bonuses and playoff bonuses, not to mention money at the gate and future contracts, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, I mean, unfair business practices are unfair business practices. So, now, where, do okay, think, so where do you draw the line between time to snitch and time not to snitch? Um, that's the question you posed to me in a different way. And what's your answer? Let's see. I'm I'm kind of a mind your own business kind of guy usually. But if, you know, there are millions of dollars at stake, you probably ought to do the right thing. So it's a money thing. Probably money. Severity has something to do with it. Yeah. Did you see that? If you found out your neighbor was cheating on his taxes, are you calling the uh, IRS? No, no, because that's not my place. So where do you draw the line, sir? <laughs> Somewhere between there and what's going on here. Right. <laughs> but did you see this? There are some Houston fans are suing the Astros. Because for, they spent good money on yeah. those tickets? Hey. Or, I, I, think it's, I think it was Astros fans. It might have been fans of other teams as well. But the point is, you know, a lot of money went places it wouldn't ordinarily go. If it weren't for this nefarious practice. So I, th- I think you can make some pretty strong legal arguments. Do you think those who, who place bets on Stroh's games would have a, have a, a decent argument? Um, how, I mean, how, how there, far can this go? Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's got to be, I mean, all bets are final, that sort of thing. There's got to be something in the language of the legal betting world that draws the line, I would guess. Regardless of cheating, regardless of yeah, uh, yeah. nefarious activity. Right, exactly. I mean, if if a if a horse wins a race and years later you found out the horse was doping, I don't think you'd have legal ramification to sue the track. You, yeah, see, I don't know the rules. I, don't know. I mean, I don't either, but uh-huh. I'm just guessing. Okay. Well, the point is that it altered some endings. It I did. I don't like it. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get to the split story of the day. Let's All talk right. a little basketball.
guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. The way that we've played, obviously everybody's thrilled with the record, but I think we understand there's another level this team can get to. There's another level we, we have to get to if we're gonna you know, make strides and steps towards you know ultimate goal. So um, that's where I kind of you know, keep reiterating the, the, the sense of urgency and knowing it's kind of a sprint to the finish now. You know we have to be locked in. We don't get any second chances now. You know we gotta you know take care of business when we can and um, and keep learning from it and get better. That was Mike Conley as the Jazz go down the stretch, the final 28 games of the season. It is the split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. If you snore at night or are currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea, Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. And they get that uh, stretch of the season started, Gordon, with uh, back-to-back home games against San Antonio and Houston. You said yesterday... You expect a couple of a couple of victories from the Jazz. As... If if the Jazz have intentions on truly contending, these are the kinds of games they have to win. I understand it's a back to back, and I understand it's a it's a strong opponent. But on the Jazz's home floor, uh, with all the rest they've had now, I don't think a back to back in a situation like this is anywhere near as damaging as it is as it would have been two weeks ago. Well, and you're home both games, which right. certainly will help because mm-hmm. you don't have to travel overnight and go home and sleep in your own bed and have some sort of routine uh, on the second day. But those are our two fairly tough teams. I mean, San Antonio is not in the playoff picture, but they did, you know, show the Jazz how it's done the last time these two teams played. And then Houston is Houston. So, uh, you know, those are not easy games. But I, I tend to side with you. I think these are exactly the types of games that you, that you need to win if you're going to contend for the two slot, but also keep yourself out of the sixth slot, yeah. you know, which oh, also man. would be less than ideal yes. and certainly is possible uh-huh. if the Jazz don't play at their best. Yeah, that that's a great point. And now when we saw those yesterday, information came to us that the Jazz are favored in, what, 17 of their final 28 games? Is right. that what we saw? At 538. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would assume that uh, these are two games in which they would be favored narrowly against Houston, but but sure. but if 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 they're two of the seventeen, you better right. get them because I I think seventeen uh, might be a little low for the potential of what the Jazz can do. They can win more than that. Seventeen would put them at what fifty three? Is that uh, where yes. they at right now? Uh, yeah, fifty three. Mm-hmm. So I. Austin, I don't know what you've been predicting. I've seen you've been active on Twitter, uh, but I I think fifty five is in the in the ballpark, don't don't you? Might you think that's too optimistic? I I thought that toward I thought that at the beginning of the year. Uh-huh. So I don't know why I wouldn't think that now. Anything that you've seen that would uh, discourage you from staying on that number? Yes, the manic nature of the team. And the fact that Mike Conley has not yet been fully integrated into what they're doing? I think that's number one and still remains number one. But you got to admit this year, the highs have been really high and the lows have been kind of low. I mean, it hasn't been necessarily win the ones you're supposed to win and lose the the ones you're supposed to lose, although there's been some of that in there. So are you saying then that the Jazz haven't really shown their hand yet that we that we don't really know with all the evidence we've had in front of us we still don't know what this team is 
Well, they could have shown their hand, and we've seen the best they got. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't, See, the, I don't the think that's I, the case. Yeah, the reason I don't think that is the case is because Conley is not fully, I'll say, functioning with the team yet. We've seen him on occasion, and recently, uh, before he got sick, he was, uh, was he better. Was, he was showing. It was good. But, and I think that's closer to the truth. Now, Mike Conley's a smart player. I, I think he... He still needed to rearrange his habits and whatnot and the way he played completely based on the entirety of his uh, experience in Memphis. And sometimes people say he's a seasoned veteran, you know, he should be able to make that change. Well, sometimes it's harder to make that change. I don't know this from personal experience, you know, I mean, but when you got a lot of rings around the trunk, it's sometimes hard to change your habits. You mean you're set in your ways, Gordon? You? No. Not at all. Stop I mean, I, I'm, I'm the exception to you that because I'm pretty flexible, as um, you know. At, at some point, though, we got to stop making excuses for Mike Conley. I mean, at some point, the rubber has to meet the road, and he has to be good. Well, that has to happen in order for the Jazz yeah. to reach their potential. Well, we all know that. And then it has to be a good fit. So he has to play well, and he has to not take away from others. Even in that game, do you remember that first game when he finally hit a bunch of shots? Remember in that second quarter he went berserk? Early, early in early, the year? Early, early. Against the Clippers? Yeah. I think it was the third quarter, but yeah. Was it the third? Anyway, it's, it was like everybody was sitting there going, oh, wow. But it was, it was kind of different because it didn't come within. It was just like Mike bombing away, and he couldn't miss, right? Now, let's see that happen within the context, within the framework of what the Jazz are trying to do offensively, and that's when you'll know the meld is complete. So, and, and his buy-in has to be there, and his physical ability has to be there. You mean you're talking about his health? I'm talking about his health, yeah. And how much gas does he have in the tank? Well, he should have a lot, because he hasn't played that much. He's an old man. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's played a lot of years. He's, in like, the he's like eight years younger than you. But I. But part of it too is he's six feet tall, and the guy playing next to him is six one. And so, how do they play defense together? I mean, that's still going to remain an issue. Yeah, but remember when he played on those Memphis teams? They, they, you know, the grindhouse was fully in uh, in form, and the uh, teams hated playing that team. Yeah, and he was a big part of it. Mm, yeah. I, I, I don't want to take anything away from him because he had a great career in Memphis, so that's not what I'm trying to do. But he did play with Marcus Gasol, Zach Randolph, and Tony Allen. Yeah. I mean, he had a backcourt mate whose sole purpose in the NBA was <laughs> to, to play blistering physical defense on the other team's best player. And so, Donovan Mitchell is not that. And that is not Donovan Mitchell. And speaking of that, I think Mitchell has to play better defense. I, I, really I think do. so. Everyone gives him a pass because of what he does at the offensive end. Uh, Donovan's talked about it, and I think he's right on the money, man. He has to re- require more from himself. Particularly if they're going to bring Royce O'Neal off the bench. Part of, you know what, part of defense in the NBA is hiding players who are weak on defense. There are very few teams out there that don't have to hide anybody. And so you have to, you have to figure it out. That's why playing just man-to-man lock-up defense is really tough. Cause... I thought that was interesting what was said after the All-Star game. Who was it who said that? Every... It was Giannis. Oh, yes. Just going Giannis. right at James Harden. Whenever every... James Harden was on the floor, their game plan was to go right at him. That's in the All-Star game. 
and that's why Houston sometimes struggles in the playoffs because when you game plan for the same team over and over again, you find the guy you got to attack. That's why playoff basketball is tough. Well, the problem for the Jazz is that uh, the, they haven't been one of those teams that have been able to really take advantage of that. Right. Because uh, the Rockets seem to boot them out of the playoffs uh, consistently. And I keep bringing this up, and you keep dismissing me, but in all honesty, Ricky Rubio's best aspect on an NBA floor was he was 6'4 and fairly stout. So that meant he could guard a lot of players. I just remember Ricky Rubio getting knocked all over the place straight to the floor. And I also remember his perimeter defense, not him, you know, opposing players blowing by him. And what's the difference between what you're seeing now? But Ricky Rubio could He's switch shorter. on. Yeah, Ricky Rubio could switch on to somebody. That's exactly my point. It's why Jimmer Fredette, if he were six five or six four, might have had more of a long career in the NBA. And now you have a situation where you have, say, Bogdanovich playing instead of Derek Favors. Right. And so, that's not a good defensive trade off. So, there are still some issues out there that need to be mended, but but the Jazz are better offensively. They are better offensively, but that's where I guess that's what I'm saying. Where Conley has to be good and not take away from others. And, and I'm not saying that that's his fault. I'm just saying the fit has to be good because uh, Joe has to play well, and, and Royce has to play well, and Jordan Clarkson has to play well. When we come back, I want to get from you with the teams in the West as you peruse the standings. Which are the teams that you think? put the greatest fear in the hearts of the Jazz. Well, let's start with the Suns, obviously. Well, that goes without saying. DeAndre Ayton is a monster. (laughs) All right, we're live today. Uh, We're at the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Their brand spank a new location. Our uh, good friend Tom sits down with us once again. First of all, great to see you, Tom. How are things? Jake, how was your little uh, vacay? It was good. Good little family uh, get out of town for a minute during the All-Star break. It was great. Yeah, I heard you had fun with Tim last week. We did. Liked Tim. Tom, Tom was a little rough on Tim. Oh, yeah. were you really? You were yeah. hard on Tim? I mean, he's just kind of, you know, because Tom's a veteran at this True. now. And Tim is, is uh, just getting his, his uh, feet under him, his legs. Yeah, you got to teach him some lessons. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I was I so it. rough on him, I gave him some advice that if the Jazz score more points, they're going to win. And I'm sure that just blew Tim's mind. He, he hadn't thought of that. No, hadn't mm. at all. Never crossed that. He, he was so mind. analytical about everything that it, it's really simple. Just score more points, you win. No, he's a he's a no. Good I like Tim. Tim's great. See, this is Tom's good at math because all he does is he throw it takes dollars off the price of things. Yeah, he's good at subtraction and they, and they, in particular. And, sell, and those things fly <laughs> or, out or the percentages. Door. You know, taking percentages <laughs> off. You know, Tom, that's that's your math right there. I got a percentage for you. All right. I had a customer come in night before last. I was here late. It was about 7.30 at night. She came in, and they were at one of our competitors, and they were ready to spend $8,000 on a very nice split king adjustable adjustable bed, similar to what you're going to get, Gordon. Mm -hmm. She was ready to do it, and her husband said, I heard these guys on the zone they're just down the street. Go check them out. Nice. She and her husband came back, and they bought the Gordon set. She was out the door with tax, and we're going to extend our we're going to extend our President's Day week deal that I did last 
week that mm-hmm. I've never done before. We're going to give anybody who buys an adjustable bed today, tomorrow, Saturday, free sheets or free mattress protector. So she was out the door with tax, with delivery, with setup, with free sheets, and I sold her the mattress protector that the boys up the street and in Salt Lake down the street, you know who I'm talking about, I do about, indeed. They sell it for $99. They had them on sale for 89 bucks. I gave it to her for $39. All right. So the entire package out the door, everything for 3300 bucks. How about that? So you I saved, saved her, her 60%. You saved her darn near 6000 bucks. So Just she her driving down here $4700. I saved her 4700. And it uh, in a half an hour. Well, she had to drive 3 blocks. <laughs> So that significantly less, <laughs> forty seven hundred dollars for driving three. Bucks. Amazing, three. Blocks. It's like uh, you make forty seven hundred bucks a half hour. No, it's it's more. It's more than forty seven. It's forty seven. They would have had tax and delivery on top of that. Uh, right. She was out the door for like thirty three hundred and twenty eight bucks. Uh-huh. So let's start there. I have the king deal, that is the best deal we've ever done. It's a solid king adjustable bed head up and foot up with a 10-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress, the entire package for $899. We've never done that before. This is a King adjustable bed with a King gel-infused memory foam mattress for less than $1,000, and we'll deliver it for 50 bucks. And if you buy it today, tomorrow, or Saturday, or Saturday, sorry, got to slow down. <laughs> Saturday, we will give you a free pair of sheets or a free mattress protector, your choice. Wow. Absolutely worth your while if you're in the market for a new bed. Do yourself a favor. 86 East, University Parkway, this uh, store here in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. It's the warehouse. Gordon, uh, give us a boom. 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 More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Ben Anderson, here on Utah Jazz pre-half and post-game shows. Five home games to open this up. How many of them do you think they're going to win? Four and one would be really successful. Three and two is certainly a possibility, and I wouldn't expect the team to go five and zero oh against that stretch. Those back-to-back games to start are tough. I'll be curious how well they match up against Boston. Boston has a lot of those big wings that can create plays. That would probably be the game I'm circling, but Houston seems to be a wild card every time you play them. Sometimes you can hang around and beat them, and sometimes you're going to lose that game. So a three and two, honestly, is a good enough stretch for the Jazz. Beat the San Antonio. Take care of the Wizards, certainly, and sneak another game in there. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 uh, The Zone. Band of the day today, Earth, Wind, and Fire, selected by our boy Tom here at the warehouse and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I, when I hear this song, I think this is one of, it's got to be one of the best wedding songs ever. Why wedding? Just because it, it's, 
Everybody knows it. It's very danceable. It is And very it just danceable. seems to play at a lot of weddings. When I saw Earth, Wind & Fire in concert with my, with my lovely wife, Lisa, and by the way, she loves this band. Um, it takes her back to fond memories of her high school years before she ever knew me. But uh, when we were at the concert, when they played this song, everybody got up and danced. Everybody. It was, including me. That was a sight to see. Well, how could you not? And by the way, you should dance more at concerts. You go to enough of them. Why are I you know. just standing there? I don't know, man. I don't know. Get I'm into it. It's all right. I'm in my old age. I do, uh, you know. What's the point of going if you're not going to have a good time? <laughs> you're just going to stand there. I'm having a good time. Yeah, sure you are. Hey, can I mention something real quick? Yeah. Um, uh, this is really cool. The University of Utah announced today they're going to retire the number 21 jersey of Wat Masaka. Um who is really has a legendary story. We talked to our friend Max Ching about this uh, a few months ago. Was it the warehouse up in Salt Lake? It was indeed. Yeah. Uh, Max came down and talked to us and uh, about the movement to, to get this recognition. And, uh, hey, culminates with the announcement today. So well, why wouldn't you? His story is so amazing. So, first of all, he was on the 1944 NCAA championship. He was on the 1947 NIT championship, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, in between, he served in the Army in World War II. Then goes on to be basically the first non-Caucasian to be drafted into the NBA. I think I think we're breaking through some barriers here. I'm thinking this maybe should have been done a while ago. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. Awesome. He played for two of the best teams in Utah basketball history. In, his, in the school's history. He was a freaking war hero. Correct. And and he uh, broke through a uh, a barrier in the NBA that uh, that needed breaking. Correct. I think you might want to retire that guy's <laughs> yeah, number. I think that's a good one to get up there in the rafters. And I, I'm very happy that they're doing it. So uh, good for the University of Utah. Um, congratulations to uh, to Watt's family, of course. Um, yeah, great. It's great. Great yep. news. I wanted to make sure we mentioned it on the show because we did talk to Max about it a while ago. And uh, his, his hard work and uh, that of many others is paying off. And uh, they're going to give him the recognition that uh, he surely deserves. Sometimes people go through their lives and they don't really feel like uh, necessarily that they're making any kind of impact or the people won't remember them. And fairly uh, prominent people feel that way. So it's it's great to have people who will be talking about this particular individual uh, who never saw him play, who might not have been alive when he was playing, or, you know, and then the stories will be passed down now. I, that kind of memory is uh, is is cool. I mean, I, I, I like that kind of thing. So good for him. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to make sure we, we mentioned it on the show. And uh, we'll get to more NBA coming up with Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to David Locke in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, but real quick, Gordon, you've got a, you've got a column up at sltrib.com, and we'll talk a little bit about it throughout the show. But uh, kind of a takeoff or, I guess, furthering the conversation that we had yesterday about the BYU Honor Code. I noticed stories about that are all over the Salt Lake Tribune today, and uh, your column is one of them. Talk about kind of – you made a, a different comparison than we heard yesterday. Yeah, I uh, compared uh, what BYU is doing to what Notre Dame and Baylor have done, and those are two schools who are affiliated with uh, – what might be considered by some people to be conservative religious faiths. And uh, they have 
made various adjustments to their honor codes that are a little more exclusive and and making sure that uh, people of all uh, various uh, groups feel at home there. And even though the religion still, both of those faiths, I think, embrace the idea of marriage being uh, solely for a man and a woman, uh, in their treatment of the students that are there, much the way BYU is changing the terminology of its honor code to make people of all orientations feel more at home and safer when they're there. And that's what those schools have done. And I don't hear anybody complain about Notre Dame's policy, do you? Uh, no. Maybe some people. Maybe it's not inclusive enough for some people, but it's a, at least to the point where it is uh, satisfies uh, groups, uh, you know, and, and Baylor the same way. And Baylor, of course, a Baptist school that uh, comes from that same sort of conservative concern. And so this is a step in the right direction. For, obviously, these things uh, reach far past sports. I get that. But if we're going to look at it from a sports angle, it could help BYU moving forward to avoid what they ran into uh, three years ago when they were trying to get into the Big 12. And you had a whole lot of protestation over that. You know, it's it's a really interesting topic because how much does your following, fan base, people who are going to watch and spend money on you, how much does that have to do with this discussion? Because does do fewer people protest against Notre Dame because there are far more catholics in our american makeup than there are mormons or let me put it this way is the the desire to have notre dame in your conference make you ignore all this other stuff oh maybe it does but i think we're to the point now where it's it's fairly powerful and it's a it is a legitimate concern see i was listening to tony and austin today right and Mm -hmm. and i thought they had a really good discussion and tony brought up a really good point like so the the pac-12 is all you know high and mighty with their their liberal stances right and Mm -hmm. You know, if it if it comes to, you know, BYU is never going to get into the Pac-12 because they're a religious institution and not a research university and they're conservative and Prop 8. And we, we've heard them all, right? The mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on. Uh, but would those same standards apply to Notre Dame if all of a sudden the Irish were saying, hey, we want to come play in the Pac-12? Well, or would all those universities get over all that stuff real quick because Notre Dame is Notre Dame? Well, first of all, Notre Dame has... Uh has dodged some of these types of issues by through their policies they have. But if Notre Dame had the exact same thing that BYU has, only with the record and the tradition it has. And the following. And, and the following. Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think so what? You don't think they get in? I think they would get in. I. It brings up a really interesting. It does. So, it does. But, so these are hang-ups. But, no, but Notre Dame is an overwhelming exception. But the point is, the conference are, are roaring hypocrites, if well, that's the case. Well, okay. Then that's what they are. But that's my opinion. I think Notre Dame gets into any, regardless of, well, that may, may be some exceptions. But if they had policies that BYU has had and it's Notre Dame, it won't matter. It won't matter. 
it's too valuable a property. Well, but you see how people can make the leap and complain about, well, it shouldn't matter for BYU because are you standing on, you know, firm moral grounds or aren't you? Well, yeah, that's an interesting question, isn't it? The point is that because BYU is making these changes, it does grease the skids so that they can get it. It will make them. It will make it easier for them to get in when that time comes. I agree. If, I mean, I, I, I whether whether you agree with the double standard there or not. The hypocrisy bugs know, me, though. It, it does. It, it, I get it. It bugs me. I, I, and, I agree and it's, with you. You know what? Liberal, conservative, or whatever, a lot of time pious stances like that sort of thing rub me the wrong way because we all come at things a little bit differently and have our own perspective. So who are you? Well, it's, you different. Know? it's different when it applies to your situation. You know, it's like exactly. the, who's the coach at Pitt? Exactly. The dude who just, they, they found out now they're, uh, they're under investigation, and he was super biased about cheating. What's the guy's name? I'm forgetting his name, the basketball coach there. No, it's not Dixon. It's somebody Well, I, I think of uh, Hugh Freeze at Old Miss. Well, whatever. There are, exa- there, there are example. examples out there of hypocrisy, and uh, but, but, but I think this is, this is, BYU is changing the terminology of that honor code much the way other schools have done. And so, uh, and again, I know the issue is much bigger than sports, but in this particular case, for those we're a sports station, for those of you who are BYU football fans, this is, this is a nice move. This is a move that I'm not, it's not guaranteeing anything, but it, it's making the situation more likely. All right, we'll have more coming up right around the corner. Live from the warehouse, the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 86 East University Parkway. Come grab some jazz gear. Check out the furniture with prices so low it'll blow your mind. Well, we're talking about more than furniture. What else? We're talking beds, mattresses, rugs. Uh, Wall hangings. Bed frames. I mean, I couldn't list it all. Well, furniture kind of covers most of that. Well, just it? come down here. You're going to get a great There's deal. There's a lot here. All right. And it's a lot less expensive. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Speaking of donations to charity, yeah. I got booed at my play. Yes, you did. Austin is performing in a play. I would donate $100 if uh, you guys just rain down the cascade of booze when it was Austin's turn to take that final bow. Yeah, just mine. Just his. And all for fun, I saw the little video and people oh, yeah. were just bringing it. And I forgot to tell everyone else in the show, <laughs> apparently there were some that weren't too happy about it. That's not theater etiquette, Tom. <laughs> but it was for a great cause, and I, and I have confirmation that you came through. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big 
show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. I want to remind you, call Action Plumbing, get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. Action Plumbing. Uh, one quick thing from the NBA. Have you noticed that uh, – so John Beeline, we talked about it yesterday. His team was was complaining about uh, how hard he was practicing them and making them work on fundamentals and, you know, all these grueling things, you know, hours of day practicing basketball and how uh, the, the team had a problem with that. Well, yesterday he had a talk face-to-face with his team and said basically that he's stepping down because he can't handle losing was his thing and that – that it's taken a toll on him physically and all he wanted to do was ever pour his heart and soul into winning and now you're seeing his players come out the other side going just talking about how much they respected the man (laughs) and Kevin Love even admitting today that he's behaved and I'm not going to use the word but he used because it was a curse word Gordon but Uh. basically poorly at times this season and I just think it's kind of funny how the the storyline has shifted because as we talked about yesterday is it ever a good look to come out and say, man, I didn't like him as my coach because he worked me too hard. You've won 14 games. <laughs> you need to work 14 hard. 14 <laughs> games. And other, other players were saying how he made us constant. All we did was work on moves created by George Mikan and all this stuff. And it's like, well... Your fundamentals are a little rough because, I don't know, you've won 14 games. <laughs> I saw who said today that uh, that he made them practice. He wanted them to practice on Christmas. Yep. Hey, seriously, a lot of people look that's, at it. That's a little bit ridiculous. Maybe, you know. but I, I'm telling you, when the Jazz were going through their rebuild, this was the type of stuff Quinn Snyder was doing to establish the culture. And I don't know enough about the, the Cavaliers' situation to endorse Beeline or not. But I do know that if you're trying to establish a culture that is going to be set up for winning and that you can incorporate other players into it, it needs to be good, and it needs to be based on hard work. And, hey, we around here, we laugh at Trey Lyles when he said two-hour practices. Mike, I think it was three. Three-hour practices, whatever it was. Well, we all get a good chuckle and say, you can't, you can't put in a little extra work because your team stunk. <laughs> I, I think that resonates with most people, that uh, hard work will make you, might not make you a champion, but it will make you as good as you can be. I just think that you're – that's – Culture is important, and I'm coming more and more around to this fact. I used to be kind of just as long as you've got the talent together, throw them together, get them out there, and they're going to win more than they lose. And I'm coming around much more to the culture aspect of stuff, especially in a you know, kind of smaller market situation where maybe you don't have a lot of built-in advantages. But, you know, the, I think one of the challenges for the Jazz have been this year, Gordon, and you can disagree with me because I, I certainly could be wrong about this, is you know, fitting some of these other veterans into the culture the Jazz built maybe didn't go as smoothly as a lot of people might have thought. Yeah. And some folks on the Jazz who helped create that culture probably had to learn some lessons about incorporating others into it because it's, it's really hard. But if you don't have an established culture or a culture where, hey, I can push the coach right out the door – if I don't like the way he's practicing me hard, that's yeah. not a good precedent to set for any professional franchise. And I don't think the Jazz, with the leadership that's in place with it, would ever tolerate that. Exactly. 
I mean, they people, you know, remember the old cliche used to be, hey, it's easier to fire a coach than it is to fire all the players. I don't think the Jazz are have uh, have the notion that they would ever allow that to happen. Uh, it's too supportive. It's too strong a group. And if there needs to be some adjustment from players, and if that means trades or moves or, or uh, indoctrination of some sort, then that's that's what's called for. I mean, this whole culture, that is the vernacular of the day, isn't it? Culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what every professional franchise wants to create. And that's why you hear it so often. But if you've ever been around a franchise that didn't have that, you'll know exactly why. Uh, some real uh, quick news. Mike Conley will not play tomorrow against the Spurs. Uh, listed reason is rest. According to Andy Larson, uh, he does not play one end or the other of a back-to-back, so would kind of assume that he'll play on Saturday against and, Houston. And Austin pointed out that the Jazz have five back-to-backs left over the last part of the season. Need Conley healthy. Need him healthy and playing. Got to do what you got to do. But he also needs to be integrated. So it's kind of a... Yeah. I get both sides of that. Sam Amick coming up next, but right now we're at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway right here in Orem, and our friend Tom joins us once again, helping our listeners as usual. Boom. Jake. What are we helping with today? We just had a customer come in. Okay. And they have bought from us a couple of recliners. They they bought one of these. Oh, good. And uh, they love it, and the wife... While she was here, laid on an adjustable bed, and they were so excited about it. But she wants to keep her queen-size bed because it matches her bed set. What most people don't understand is that you have a bed, your adjustable bed, just takes place of the slats and the box spring. So it'll See, fit. You don't have to get rid of your bed to get an adjustable bed. We're just going to add to your quality of life by giving you an adjustment to take away the pain to to make your feet not swell up like in my case all of the benefits but it fits right inside any bed easy so Makes you don't sense. have to scrap the old one just place it right down and place it right down and we've got deals we've got a customer in here they just bought um we are famous for the head up adjustable queen bed with a gel infused memory foam mattress four hundred ninety nine dollars for everything it's an incredible deal but queens we have um head up foot up seven ninety nine eight ninety nine ten ninety nine twelve ninety nine the twelve ninety nine is the the latex hybrid with the lumbar massage usbs it's the set that at the home show was fifty four hundred dollars were twelve ninety nine for the queen. The best deals on adjustable beds. We talked last hour about the family down the street. Eight grand. We saved them forty seven hundred dollars before taxes. Now, real quick, I have some furniture deals. Uh, we're extending our celebration of President's Day weekend. I have a beautiful big, call it oatmeal or sand fabric sectional it's got two consoles so it's got cup holders on both ends it's got the wedge it's got four recliners okay the package is normally $22.99 we're gonna blow it out I only have two left they're beautiful $13.99 wow that's an incredible deal. that's amazing last but not least this is one of my favorite pieces of furniture in our store it's Italian leather it's made by Bassett 
It's the double reclining chase lounge. It's the one that Hans fell in love with. Okay. It's normally at Bassett $2,000. I have four of them left. They're gorgeous. It's all leather, $599. Wow. It's an incredible deal. You've got to come check that one out. Once again, we're here in Orem 86 East, University Parkway. Help me, Jake. I forgot Salt Lake address. Just kidding. 1967 South, 300 West. The man. Get down here. All right. In fact, we've got a listener and his daughter in Gonzaga shirts. You guys are not going to be very popular this weekend. I'm just saying. Uh, come and see us. 86 East University Parkway. Sam A. McNix, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.